Welcome back, Devils fans, to yet another edition of Devils Down Under, the October 27th, 2023 edition. I am your host, Chris, alongside my wonderful co-host, Georgia, as always. Georgia, it has been one of those weeks, both personally and in the hockey world. Yeah. So how have you been? (laughs) Yeah, it's certainly been a week for me. I've had a lot going on at work and personally oh, but one thing remains and that's hockey yes good and bad and we have had plenty of both since our last recording in regards to the devils and we will get into all of that and much more today we have a lot of things to discuss uh, a lot of a lot of really good from this week and also a lot of really really bad so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's been a little bit of a wishy-washy start to the season for the New Jersey Devils. Um, we did end the week, or I should say, when I say week, I mean since our last recording, technically two and one. So you would, you know, on, you know, in a vacuum, you would look at that and say, hey, the Devils had a, you know, not a, not a terrible seven days. But um, watching the games would maybe alter your perspective on that just a little bit. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, yeah, we will we will get into all of that. We will get into the three games that the Devils have played uh, since last Friday, which was Montreal or sorry, the Islanders, the Montreal Canadiens and lastly, the Washington Capitals. But Mm -hmm. before we get into all of that, we have last week's Guess That Devil to get to. So we do. We've been pretty good at remembering to put this at the start. <laughs> yes, we're what was this? Three episodes, four episodes in a row now that we're, yeah. we haven't we haven't think, fucked up I think the. We're uh, getting there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So why don't you remind everybody what last week's um, uh, guess that devil clue was? Yeah. So last week's guess that devil clue was that this devil was drafted two hundred and twenty-first overall by the Washington Capitals. Funny that I chose them uh, in two thousand one. Mm and played three and a half seasons with the Devils before being traded. This defenseman was originally meant to be a depth player, but ended up playing 273 games with us, and later won two Stanley Cups and an Olympic medal. Silver Olympic medal. All right, so uh, once again, the first like 40% of it, or maybe 50% of it, was uh, not obvious, mm-hmm. but the those last... Uh, three little bits there is what gave it away. So hopefully my confidence going into this is not uh, false confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe that this is none other than Johnny Oduya. Correct. It is. Yeah. And one of our followers on uh, on Twitter also got this. Correct. Um, so that's fun. There you go. Nice. Um, so yes, the answer is Johnny Oduya. Now, I didn't know whether you would get this or not, because I've not heard the name. I'm not familiar with this player. Uh, but he played with New Jersey from 2006 to 2009, and he was part of the trade for Ilya Kovalchuk. Yes, he was. And he yeah. was, a, I would say, a pretty uh, underappreciated devil, I think. But maybe uh, I'm, I'm not so, uh, maybe not so much at the time, but mm-hmm. I think looking back on it, I think he's probably a little bit underappreciated. But yeah, he was a, he was a part of that big Kovalchuk trade, and yeah. uh, he was probably, honestly, 
looking back at that trade, he was probably the best piece on our end that came out of it. That was kind of a steal for us in retrospect. So <laughs> yeah. that trade. So, yeah. So, yeah, my fun little facts about him. He was drafted in 2001, but didn't play in the NHL until he signed with us as a free agent in 2006. We played in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up winning the Stanley Cups with Chicago a few years later. He's half Kenyan and half Swedish, which is a very interesting mix, but very cool. Uh, and since retiring, he's been back in Sweden working. Uh, he opened a business as a breathing instructor. So, oh, interesting facts. <laughs> I, I love it when players have these, um, or I should say, not even just players. I love it when people in general have uh, these these very uh, unusual mixes, like like um, yeah. Like uh, it reminds me of Sieg's, and you and I were talking about this the other day. The uh, the Swiss and Thai mixture, which is yeah, uh, maybe it's more common than I realize. But uh, I'm going to be honest; I've, I've I've never met someone that was uh, <laughs> Swiss and Thai. So <laughs> yeah, it's quite the combination. Yeah, I, I always love it when people have very unique uh, and organic um, uh, heritage uh, mixtures. Yeah, so to speak. They usually end up being. Very good looking, in my opinion. So, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we have a, a lot to get to this week. Um, the Devils played three games between last Friday and the recording and release of this episode. Um, it was the Islanders, the Canadians, and the Capitals, as we mentioned before. The first of those, obviously, was the Islanders. Um, I want to. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go over the 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 kind of the basic rundown of, of all three of these games, but I, I the, the game that I really want to focus on is the last game that we played, which was yesterday's yeah. game against the Capitals. Uh, the loss. Or, sorry, two, 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 two days ago against the Capitals. Yeah. Um, but so we will start with the Islanders game, which was a five to four win for the New Jersey Devils. The final shot totals in the game were 39 to 32 in favor of New Jersey. And the goal scorers in that game were Hamilton on the power play at 19 minutes of the first period, assist from Meyer and Schmid, interestingly enough. Uh, second goal of the game for the Devils was Toffoli on the power play at 21 seconds into the second period. Assist from Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. Third goal was Luke Hughes on the power play again at 2 minutes and 36 seconds into the second period. Bratt and Jack Hughes were the assists on that. The fourth goal of the game was Jack Hughes on the power play once again. I think you're starting to notice a little bit of a theme here. Mm-hmm. At four minutes and 30 seconds into the third, uh, assisted by Brat and Plot, and the fifth and game-winning goal was Jack once again, his second of the game, at two minutes, 19 seconds into overtime. Meyer and Marino were the assists on that Jack Hughes goal. Um, first and foremost, the obvious thing to come out of this game and the obvious to me uh, if if you were just a, a casual watching this game, was the power play looked fantastic in this game yes. as it has all season. But I think this was kind of like the coming out party uh, for the Devils power play. They went uh, was it four for four out of the five goals the Devils scored were on the power play or sorry uh, three out of the four in regulation were uh, power play goals. Uh, four out of the four. 
Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, all four. Yes, yeah, all, all four. four of the. It was four out of five in total, and four and all four regulation goals were on the power play. So, yeah, yeah this was the coming out party for the Devils' uh, power play, and um, it's a shame that the defense and the penalty kill is still kind of a little. Well, the defense is more than wishy-washy. The penalty kill's been kind of wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because last year, what was one of the biggest problems? It was, eh, the power play is maybe a little mediocre. Looked great at times, but also was kind of flat at other times. So, um, yeah, not this season. The Devils have come out on fire on the power play. And uh, it's probably a little too early to determine if Travis Green is responsible for that. But... Uh, I mean, his primary job coming in as assistant coach um, is to, or so sorry, associate coach is to run the power play, or uh, uh, specifically. So, uh, so far, so good. The power play looked fantastic in this game. Yeah, we were we were four for five on the power play in this game. So, yeah, clearly did a great job at scoring. But it would be nice to get some more goals uh, in uh, with five on five play. Devils have been a little <laughs> a little flat five on five at times this season, which is a little odd because last year they dominated five on five play. Yeah, uh, and it was the uh, the power play specifically that was a little a little kind of middle of the pack, bordering on mediocre or bordering on the lower end of that. You know, so hmm. uh, yeah. But you're right the the, the five on the, I've not been impressed with the the five large stretches of the five on five so far this season. Yeah. And if the Islanders hadn't taken so many penalties and we hadn't had as many power plays, this score and this this game might have looked completely different. It's pro- you're right. It's probably a very different game. And on t- especially considering the fact that Sorokin uh, was fantastic in this yeah. game. And uh, I mentioned this to you earlier before we started recording. If you just looked at the box score, um, you would think that Sorokin had a, a pretty bad game for his standards mm. um but he did not the box score does not tell the story of this game if you're just looking at uh this is why i hate save percentage as just a a raw statistic like uh it, it's it's a good statistic in when it's when it's used in context of everything else going on in a game but just just mm-hmm. looking at it on a sheet of paper or on a computer screen um is not a great metric all the time to determine how well or how poorly a goalie played in a game. And this was a game that was a perfect example of that. Uh, Sorokin was leagues and leagues and leagues better than the final box score numbers made him look. Um, mm-hmm. He had a couple of, uh, uh, he absolutely robbed, um, who was it? Uh, a Bashan uh, at yeah. one point. Uh, he went post to post with one, with the same pad. It was his he left went pad. past the post, yeah. He, yeah, he went he went from the from the from the left post to the right post with his left pad, and like you said, his he actually ended up going beyond the right post to make yeah. the save. Uh, he and he just caught it with the with the tip of his of his left pad, um, and that was not the only one. Uh, Sorokin was definitely not the problem in this game for for the Islanders. So, uh, yeah, like you said, if uh, if it weren't for us going on the power play five times. Uh, this is probably a very different game. Yeah. Uh, this is probably a game we lose four to one, maybe four to two. Yeah. And it was, it was a good game. Obviously, we came out with a win, and obviously our power play looked great. But we didn't score in five on five, and it did go to overtime, and that's mm-hmm. how we won. Yeah. And 
truthfully, I don't know if we necessarily deserved that win. We did play well at times. The advanced stats said that we did, not by much, but I don't know. I I felt like the Devils didn't pass the eye test in this game. That's for sure. Yeah. Watching it, I, I was thinking, well... I don't I don't really know whether we necessarily deserved that win, but I'm glad we got it. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'm glad we got it. <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong, like like good teams find a way to win, you know, a a, a good chunk of these games where they're not at their best, you know. Um yeah. but the defense in this game was not good on f- really for you know, you can't even say the Islanders played terribly defensively because, again, I mean, when when you score four out of the five goals in a game are on the power play, uh, that's you probably can't put put all of that on uh, a team's defense. But the mm-hmm. Devils' defense certainly had its lapses. Um, I thought Marino has had, and he was, I thought he was eh in this game. Siegs, I thought was again kind of eh, not mm-hmm. great. There's there seems to be. We'll get into this as we go over the Montreal and the Washington games, but there seems to be a common theme to start the season with this defense, and and we'll get into what I think that common theme is here mm-hmm. shortly. But uh, it's not a good one. It's not a common theme for the for the better. Yeah. The other thing was the officiating wasn't necessarily the best at times. Yeah. We've seen this across a few games, just a couple of calls that either haven't been made or were made that shouldn't have been like calling Maya for roughing when he turned around when he got hit. That was a, that was a questionable roughing call at best. Yeah. I, he didn't even do anything. He just kind of turned his face. And don't get me hit. wrong. Ma- Meyer has had a little bit of a penchant with us to, to take a, oh, yeah. some kind of silly penalties at times, but this was not one of them. I, 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 I saw that and I was like, mm, that's okay. That is a very soft roughing, but okay. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, the Devils walk away with a five to four win. Um, yeah. Uh, defense showed that it's it's uh, struggling a little bit in this game, and 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 that's going to be uh, a theme going forward. And uh, goaltending at times has been a problem as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but positives. Uh, power play looks great, and Jack. This was Jack's first four-point game of the season, I believe, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, two goals and two assists. So that was that was his first of uh, a multitude of, or well, it wasn't his first multi-point game. It was his first four-point game of the season in which he's had two, and we will get into his second here in a little bit. So, um, yeah, Jack was all over the ice in this game. I mean, you kind of expect him to make uh, a team like my, and I don't mean this in like a disparaging way against uh, against Montreal, but you you expect a player of Jack's caliber to to kind of run run through a team like Montreal, yeah. who's still kind of in the middle of a rebuild, um, and he certainly did not disappoint. There's been a lot of a lot of disappointments in the season in the season early on, and Jack has not been one of them. That is for sure. <laughs> Jack's been running the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'll have to, I have a, some comments to make on on that here shortly. So uh, let's let's inch our way towards that. Uh, the next game that the Devils played was against the Montreal Canadiens. That was a five to two win, and this was the first game that I thought the Devils, the first game this season, and really the only game this season that I thought the Devils kind of looked 
like the Devils of last year for the most part. There was still some yeah. still some defensive miscues in this game, and it wasn't perfect. But this was the first game that felt like a, it was a kind of a comfortable win. It felt like yeah. it felt like the team was firing on not all cylinders, but was starting to get get the groove going and looked a lot more reminiscent of last year's Devils as opposed to what we've seen out of the gate for most of the games we played this season. Yeah, this was definitely the first game that I went, okay, yeah, that felt like we should have won that game. That yeah, felt like I, we deserved that one. And I said to you going into this game, I said, I feel like that that we need kind of a statement game. And mm-hmm. this wasn't maybe as much of a statement as it could have been, just, just because of some of the, the, the defense still didn't look particularly up to snuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but not that it was terrible, but, you know, again, it was like, okay. And... What's a statement from uh, two players in particular, though? Well, yes, so let's get into that. The goal scorers in this game were Holtz in the first in 13 at excuse me, Holtz at 13 minutes and 24 seconds of the first period assisted by Dougie Hamilton and Timo Meyer. Second goal was Tyler Toffoli, a former Montreal Canadian, at 18 minutes and 22 seconds of the second period assisted by Jack Hughes. Third was Nico Heischer at 34 seconds on the power play in the third period. Assisted by Jack Hughes and Jasper Bratt. And the fourth and fifth goals were both scored by none other than Tyler Toffoli. So it is a Toffoli hat trick in this game. Yeah. Uh, his f- second goal was at 7 minutes and 17 seconds on the power play yet again. Again, pretty common theme here. of the third uh, In the third period, assisted by Jack Hughes once again. And then his hat trick goal. And it, so... Uh, and his, what is it, his, that was his fourth of the season leading uh, up to that point. I believe so. at 19 minutes and 34 seconds, and it was an empty netter assisted once again by Jack Hughes. So starting to see a little bit of a common theme here. Tyler Toffoli and Jack Hughes. Yep. <laughs> With a little bit of others sprinkled in, but. Well, yes, for Brad as well. It, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been, it, it, ha- it has felt a little bit like the. Tyler Toffoli, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt show. Still. The first, through the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Um, but they're not all on the same line. Now, has the lines had been switched around a little bit? Yeah, Lin- well, Lindy does have a pension to do, uh, of doing that. And um, I know that it pisses some fans off. And it has most certainly frustrated me at times as well. But, um, yeah, there is some... Um... I, I was going to wait to get into this until after the Washington recap, but um, since we're kind of on, we're, we're kind of inching towards that topic anyway. Um, I just want to say that we, I'm not so, that top line I think needs to be shuffled. I, I know Palat has, uh, Lindy moved Palat up to the to the first line, I believe, starting with, was it the Montreal game? It might have been the Islanders game, I can't remember. Um, but the the top line has been Palat, uh, Heischer, and Brat, and I am not sold. I shouldn't say I'm not sold. I, I don't like Palat being on the first line. Uh, mm. I, I, I get the move, but we really need to get Dawson Mercer going. Um, he yes. through six games he has had no goals. No, he's got no points. Um, and he hasn't played terribly. I, I thought the first game of the season was, was a pretty bad game from him, mm-hmm. but outside of the first game of the year, well, and the second game wasn't, wasn't too much better, but, um, 
outside of that, I, it's not like he's played bad. I wouldn't say that he's played poorly, but... He's just not been the way he was last season. No, given given he's what we know... He's kind of been invisible. Yeah, given what we know he's capable of, we need more out of him, particularly uh, offensively. Um, yeah. I think on the, the penalty kill and defensively, he's been, you know, adequate. He's been fine. But yeah, he is uh, on the rush, on the power play. Um, he has been, like you said, kind of invisible. And I think what we should do is I would really like to see Mercer get moved up to the first line. I, I know that, like, it's a common theme to when a guy is, um, I guess struggling is the right word for him. Uh, you you reduce their minutes a little bit, and you you try and try and find something else, maybe towards the towards the lower side of the, the top six or or whatever, or on the third line in his case. But um, mm-hmm. I would really like to see Palat go back to the third line, and I, I think I think you just got to put Mercer on the first line, and just give him ice time, and just let him power through it, you know, yeah. and, and work through it. Uh, I. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't like Pilat on the first line, and and I think that even with a struggling Mercer, I would rather have Mercer Heischer Brat on the first line, as opposed was to was he Pilat first line there. last year? He, he played, yeah, he played, yeah, he played some first line last year with Nico, um, mm. and he looked, I mean, he looked pretty good, uh, well, looked more than pretty good, he looked great, um, you know, it might just be a slow start, and and you know, he picks things up, but I I, I really, I mean, if I were again, you know, I am not an NHL coach. I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> no, really. Uh, so you know, take what I say with with a the biggest grain of salt in existence. But uh, if it were me, uh, I would move Mercer back up to the first line and just see if he can get it going with Nico and Brad, and see if he can reconnect or he can he can uh, reestablish that um, that scoring touch that he had with Nico last year. Yeah, because, I mean, also each of the lines kind of has a slightly different focus as well. Once you get to the third and fourth line, they're not necessarily focused on the scoring and all of that. So maybe he's better on the first or second line. Obviously, we don't want to mess it with the second line, but maybe put him on that first line, give him a go, see if he can be how he was last year. Yeah, I mean, he's played he's played a, a little bit of top line minutes this season. Um and I, I know that he's kind of lost not much ice time because I think even in the Washington game uh, a couple days ago, he still had 15-something uh, minutes. He's averaging around 15 minutes a game, which is still mm-hmm. realistically top six minutes. It's on the lower end of top six minutes, but it's still top six. Um, the great thing about a guy like Mercer is he's very versatile, and he can he can play the, he can play on the power play. He can play the penalty kill. You could put him out there when... Um, you're down a goal, you can put him out there when you're up a goal and you're trying to preserve the lead. And I, I think that, that that two-way game is a big part of the reason why he hasn't been a, a total net negative despite his lack of point production because he still contributes elsewhere and he's still pretty good defensively and all that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's the great thing about him is you can move him up and down the lineup and he can still be effective realistically anywhere uh, yeah. in the lineup. But... When it comes to his scoring, yeah, I think I think you need to uh, he he needs to be with with higher skill guys. I feel like, and I'm just not. I don't think that he's going to f- rediscover his uh, point production where he's currently at in the lineup. So, yeah. 
I guess he's not necessarily going to get the same kind of opportunities on those lines as he would with the top lines. Well, bringing Toffoli in and him replacing Tatar, essentially, um, I think has made it more difficult for him to um, uh, maintain that spot in the top six. Uh, not mm-hmm. again, again, I think he should be there um, until, you know, we've, we've, we've run that train into the wall, but uh, yeah, the addition of Toffoli, who is a much more gifted scorer than Tatar, you, you know, was uh, makes it easier to bump him down to the third line, you know? So yeah. I, I think that's kind of uh, gone against him as well in a, in a weird way. And how Toffoli's been playing, he's proven that he should be in those top lines. Oh, Obviously, yeah. we expected that given last year, but especially these last couple of games, he's uh, definitely shown his worth. Toffoli has been worth every cent of that trade thus far, and then some. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, this is a, a uh, yeah, this was the last positive uh, <laughs> game of the week. <laughs> Uh, other than some individual efforts in the Washington game, because the Devils against the Washington Capitals was a very, very frustrating six to four loss. Mm-hmm. This was once again a game that the Devils went down early. That is another common theme this season. Uh, the Devils are now, as a result of this game, the only team left in the league that has not scored first in any of their games. Yep. Going going into this game, both the Devils and the Capitals were the only two remaining teams that had not scored first in any of their games. And this was not the normal, the Devils let the first goal in and then battle back from there. This game started 3-0. Well, it didn't start 3-0, but it ended up 3-0 in the first period, mm-hmm. by the end of the first period. This was, without a doubt, the worst f- period that the, of hockey the Devils have played all season. It wasn't even remotely close. This was the most pathetic performance of the season thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Capitals were starting Shepard, who is a rookie goalie, and not just a rookie goalie, but it was his first NHL start. And do you want to know what the uh, shot count for the Devils was at the end of that first period? Do you remember? Two. Well, you at least got in the right ballpark because on a rookie goalie in his first NHL start, the Devils mustered a whopping total of three shots on goal this period. Oh my gosh. So I missed I missed the first two periods of this game. That's why he's asking me, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, the uh the Capitals had as many goals as we had shots. In the first period oh of this gosh. game. And I texted you and I said, well, this is this game is probably already easy or already uh, worthy of being written off. Now, mm-hmm. I was wrong in that at least the Devils made it interesting, although in a heartbreaking fashion. But, yeah, that first period. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Especially this whole game, to be honest. But especially in the first period of this game, the Devils' defense looked horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, Mm -hmm. Unable to control the puck in their own zone. Unable to complete a pass. Unable to maintain possession of the puck in their own zone. Uh, 
Um, they were caught flat-footed on numerous occasions. Um, Sieg's probably had his worst game of the season. Him and Marino, to be honest. Um, Luke Hughes has been pretty mediocre at best this season, at mm-hmm. least in terms of his, his actual defensive play. Um, I'm not going to harp on him too much for that. He's a 19-year-old rookie, so that would be unfair. And, you know, we, we knew that there was going to be some growing pains going into the season defensively. But I don't think but we anticipated... you got to have solid defense around him. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think we anticipated the defense was going to look this this shaky. Uh, yeah. Shaky is probably putting it Putting nicely. it lightly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, this was a very, 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 very uh, unsettling game and period for the devils um just yeah it is i I said this on twitter and i said this to you it is inexcusable that a team with this much talent all around but especially on offense especially the forward group only musters three shots on goal against a rookie goalie making his first career nhl start you can't do that i Mm -hmm. I mean i i know that he ended up giving up four goals at the end, which, you know, unless you put up, unless your defense let up 70 shots in a game is generally not ideal, but, Mm -hmm. um, the devils didn't even chat, like make it difficult for him in the first, I mean, three shots is actually the, the box score that I'm looking at has it at two in the first on the NHL website. Well, I, two or three, it's still the NHL website is, uh, Ever since the redesign, the app and the the, the website are, have been terrible. So, uh, let me see. Let me look here real quick because maybe they they did. Oh, you know what? They must have removed. I think they were accredited with three to uh, end the period, and they must have they must have taken a shot away. You're right. The Devils were only credited with two shots in the period, so even better. <laughs> Less shots than the number of goals that the Capitals scored. Yeah, Capitals had uh, more goals than shots in the period. I mean, one goal every or one shot every ten minutes. Yeah, and Schmid was in net on our side, right? Uh, to start that game, yes, he ended up getting pulled at the end of the first. Um, yeah. I thought that he was going to get pulled after the third goal, uh, but Lindy let him finish out the period. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, Vitek came in. Uh, to start the second period, and and it was Vitek's game from there on out. So, um, yeah, he didn't really have much better of a game. He did play better, but marginally at best. Yeah. So, but the second the second was where the game kind of came alive from the looks of things. Again, I missed this period, but that's where we scored our goals. The <laughs> first least. seven minutes of this period looked like the Devils of last year at their peak. They score mm-hmm. three goals in one minute and 51 seconds to Foley, Meyer, and Heischer at 431, 519, and 642, respectively, of the second period. Hughes, Meyer, to Foley, or sorry, Jack Hughes, Meyer, to Foley, Brat, and Marino all had assists in varying fashions on these, uh, on, on these three goals. And mm-hmm. it looked like, okay, whatever Lindy said to the team in the locker room or whoever it was, uh, woke this team up because mm-hmm. they came out on a tear to start this period. I mean, they came out, they came out pissed off that, that that's what it looked like. They, it looks like they came yeah. out that the second period started. They started the second period uh, playing like they were pissed off and they should have been pissed off. And it was all 
unicorns and rainbows at that point. It was like, okay, here we go. Devils yeah, are going to take this game over. We're going to win this like like six to four or five to three or something, and we can go home happy. But unfortunately, that's yeah. not what happened. I'm sorry. You were you were going to say something. I was just going to say, yeah, you gave me hope because I was on my way home from work at, but at, by the end of that period, and I was going, right, cool. We're tied in the game. I'm going to come home from work and be able to watch this last period, and, you know, it's going to be good. We're, we're going to maybe fight our way to another win. Maybe. Uh, it sure seemed that, like it at first. That last period. <laughs> yeah, well, so we still... was not. We still have, we so so we still have some more of the second because the mm-hmm. after the Devils tied it up uh, about about three and a half minutes later at ten minutes and one, ten minutes and one second into the second Toffoli gets his second of the night to give the Devils a four three lead assists from both Hughes brothers Jack and Luke uh, oh, and right. I believe that that is the f- is that the first time that they have both assisted on a goal it's not the first time that they've both been on a score sheet together because. Uh, that's happened. At, yeah, I think, I think that's before. the first Hughes Hughes assists. I think it is. Yeah. So at that point, again, it looks great. Devils are up four to three. They're playing well. The defense is, uh, I wouldn't say playing great, but they're playing fine, and that's really all we needed. All we need from them most nights when the offense is 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 doing its job. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Devils go up four to three, and then, as you alluded to earlier, the third period happened. And the third period mm-hmm. was not as bad as the first, but not much better than the first. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Strom, um, Connor McMichael, and Alex Ovechkin score in the third period. The Devils do not get any goals in the period. Uh, once again... Uh, both the Strom and the McMichael goals are on defensive gaffes and getting caught a little flat-footed. Um, and the Ovechkin goal was an empty netter to mm-hmm. seal the victory for the Capitals. Um, the final shot count on the game is 25-22 to 22 in favor of Washington. And again... The two goal that the, the excuse me the two shot first period is what I think killed us or just the first period in general is what killed us despite the fact that we managed to tie it up in the second, um, yeah I I said to you before and I've said uh, on social media before that these slow starts are eventually gonna come back and bite us in the ass and in this game it did, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a very frustrating game. I was having a terrible day already, and then that game happened. <laughs> and I think we closed it after Ovi's goal. We didn't watch that last minute or so because it was not really yeah, I, at that point. Admittedly, once the empty netter happened, I said, okay, that's it. <laughs> that puts yeah. pretty much a stamp no on No more torture. <laughs> yeah, this was um, easily one of the more frustrating losses I can remember in recent uh, Devil's history. And when I say recent, I basically mean this year and last year. Um, yeah. Um, the defense needs some work. And yeah. I don't know where. every Basically everybody. Yeah. You know, unironically. Uh, or no, no, actually, ironically. Um, one of the defensemen that hasn't pissed me off in one way or the other in terms of their defensive play that I could like, there's mm-hmm. nothing that stands out to me that I can think of is Dougie. 
And Dougie's generally not the guy. <laughs> like he's not he's not a total pylon out there, but you're you're not you're not going to get Dougie is not going to be a Norris candidate really mm-hmm. in any season, but um he's one of the few I feel like that hasn't he, he doesn't have a particular play that stands out in my mind this year that I I was just really pissed off and and, and annoyed by. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you said, every- obviously, he, he, he. I don't think he's been playing as great as he can. And this is someone, you know, he's my favorite player. So, <laughs> but I'm still good at being critical. And he hasn't been playing as great as he as he can. Um, we know that he's not necessarily the best at defense, and he's one of the more offensive defensemen. Um, so, and we've been seeing that from him this year. But the problem is that. We don't have the rest of defense being defensive to help make up for the things that Dougie lacks in that regard. Yeah, defense has really, really struggled. Uh, and, and again, we knew that this was going to happen, but I, I don't. I think that even I may have underestimated. Just I, I didn't expect them to look this bad uh, defensively. Yeah. Uh, six games into the season. Um, <sighs> I mean, Brendan Smith. As soon as as soon as either Nemich or Miller get healthy, uh, Smith's got to go. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't. I, I generally don't want to sound. I don't try to be a dick about these things because um, they're still human beings at the end of the day. But like, the less that I have to see of Brendan Smith in a Devils jersey, the better. At this mm. point, uh, I, I I can't think of anything redeeming that he brings to the team at this point other than bad defense yeah. and that's certainly not redeeming so um yeah i i don't know if this is a situation where we just need to let it let them kind of kind of plow through it and and rely and and you know uh trust that the coaching and and the the players are going to get it, the coaches coaches and the players are, are going to get together or what but um yeah defense is uh, a big problem and goaltending hasn't been really that much better schmid has been more reminiscent of the 2021-2022 Akira Schmid and not the 2022-2023 Akira Schmid. And that's been uh, a problem as well. Yeah, agreed. I know in the post-game interview for this game, um, uh, Lindy said that it wasn't necessarily goaltending's fault and it was more on the defenseman. But goaltending, there were definitely some goals that I saw that they should have they should have easily stopped some of those goals Schmid's, that went in. Schmid's been a little leaky. And I do agree that it's it's definitely more on the defense than the the goaltending because they've absolutely left both Schmidt and Vitek mm-hmm. out to dry or hung them out to dry a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have absolutely been some leaky goals as well, yeah. and uh, it's particularly with Schmidt, and um, it's starting to get to the point where it's a little concerning. The goaltending specifically, yeah. the defense is more than a little concerning. But yeah. uh, the goaltending has been a little concerning, particularly from Schmid. I do want to say, in terms of defense, um, one name we haven't said is Ball. And I have liked Ball's game for the most part. Ball has been, yeah, I, I would say Ball's been fine. Not particularly great, but not certainly not bad. Mm. Um, There was a... Uh, Lindy brought this up. Uh, I think it was over the summer. And he said that one of the areas that uh, the Devils or that the team was working with him on was uh, 
helping him speed up his decision making defensively, uh, mm-hmm. and and just with the puck, like in, in all situations, because uh, he tends to, to 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 delay a little bit, and there's like still a little bit of a, a kind of a there's like a little bit of a pause at times in in his decision making, mm-hmm. and um, it's never really like completely killed us in any situation, but you know, uh, definitely not something you want to get into the habit of being of doing so um i i think that he still probably has some work to do in that area of his game but um i agree that he's probably been one of our better defensive defensemen um to start the season yeah uh jeez i don't i don't want i don't want to know how much worse it could be if if ball was 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 playing terribly as well (laughs) this could be this could be a, 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 a probably take a win or two away I've mostly felt disappointed in Marino because you kind of expected Smith to be bad and he is, and he takes those penalties and you expect him to take those penalties. But Marino. I actually think Siegs has been worse, to be honest. Siegs is also, yeah. Marino and Siegs are two that you expect to play better than they are. Yeah. And they have not been playing well. I mean, we know this because Marino got benched for that one uh that one third period several games ago i think it was that was the same one with my that was, was it, yeah was that was last week that was in the loss to um we haven't played the flames yet sorry florida not flames i said i'm looking at but, fla and my brain said flames yeah it, uh, either way florida. either way marino has has had a rough start to the season and so has Siegs. uh they, they both have yeah. been very disappointing yeah so yeah we definitely need to get our defense <laughs> a bit more solid <laughs> yeah i mean we need we need to pry luke away from smith uh i, I didn't like uh luke being paired with smith in the first place uh, i hated it i i did try and defend it a little bit and say i can kind of understand why they don't want to throw him to the fire yet but i mean it's pretty clear at this point that the the luke and smith connection is not working uh not hmm. that i was really all that confident in it working anyway but um, they did, uh, s- start playing Luke with, uh, Dougie in the third period mm-hmm. of this game. Uh, well, I mean, when you're down, you know, you, 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 you're probably going for offense at that point. And I, I honestly, at this point, mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that him playing with Dougie is, could, could be any worse than him playing with Smith. Uh, Dougie That's has fair. still been the better defenseman and it's not even close than, than Smith has. Yeah. Smith has been that bad. So, uh, uh, in a vacuum, you know, two months ago, I, I had the same reaction. I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Luke and Dougie. But, like, at this point, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're I think, grasping. I think Dougie would be a great mentor for him. But in terms of pairing on the ice, since both of them like to play a bit more offensively, <laughs> uh, not always the best idea. But at this point, anything, like you said, anything could be better than with Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is at this point. Um, but the defense has got to be better. They've got to clean up these these lapses that they go through, where they just seemingly forget how to play hockey. Like there like, have been a couple of moments where where you've seen them and they just kind of be seem to be watching the play happen. They're flat footed. Yeah, they're watching the puck. Yeah. They're, they're, instead of instead of instead of anticipating the play in front of them or behind them, they are they're they're, they're watching the puck and they uh it, everything just feels frantic with this team. Yeah. Everything feels very uncoordinated and frantic and um like we've talked about this before unintentional Ur- urgent urgency is important 
in all sports, but it's particularly in hockey. But there's a difference mm-hmm. between urgency and chaotic. And the yes. Devils are playing particularly on defense uh, and with their um, passing are playing very chaotic and mm-hmm. sloppy and uncoordinated and it's affecting other areas of the game as well. I, I I do genuinely believe that these defensive woes are are what is dragging down our five on our five v five numbers and our five v five performance. Um, because analytically, it's not last for year... lack of. Go ahead. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not for lack of trying from our forwards, at least from the Toffoli Brat Hughes well, of the yeah. Of the we, we we need some more of the depth guys to to step up now. Now both Heisher and Meyer have had better performances the last few games. Uh, yeah, that is good. P- particularly good Meyer, but we we still need more from Heisher uh, on offense. And mm-hmm. I mean Meyer had a goal and assist this last game, so I'm not going to say that we need more from him. If he continues, you know, to put up at least some points, uh, then then I I genuinely believe that you know everything else will kind of fall in place with him. Um, mm. but, uh, aside from the first two games where he sure struggled, uh, in the faceoff dot, uh, a lot of his game has, has started to, to, to rebound, but yeah, I- he's been getting some points again. He, he was injured. Uh, he seems to be better now And that, uh, I was worried about him in that last game though. He was taking some really bad hits. I'm, well, honestly, <laughs> I'm more worried about Jack. Because uh, he took that yeah. nasty hit into the boards, uh, where he well, it wasn't into he got hit and they went he tumbled into the boards and it looked like he went sh- shoulder slash back first, and I noticed mm-hmm. that after that hit he did come back out and play again, mm-hmm. um after that but he had really labored on a pass, uh or clearing attempt uh and it just looked really weak, and like mm-hmm. his general. Um, stick play looked pretty weak after that, so I'm a little concerned about um, about Jack in that regard. But um, hopefully, hopefully it's just some soreness and and he could so I, I <laughs> without Jack's insane start, and we're gonna get to that in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a much worse start to the season. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Jack Agreed. has has absolutely been instrumental Carried in us <laughs> having the three point or the three wins that we have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, all around just, just a bad, bad, bad game for the devils. Uh, easily the worst yeah. game they've played all season. Um, yeah, just a bad game. Um, yeah. But with that being said, yeah, should we get to some good news in the periphery of the Devils? Yes, there is some good to take out of this week. And I don't want to be all doomer and gloomer here. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, the most obvious positive takeaway is Jack is on an absolute freaking tear to start the season. Mm-hmm. He has played, in the six games that he has played, he has 17 points, four goals, and 13 assists, which is the most points through the first six games of a season since Mario Lemieux in 1995-1996. So he's got the most points in the first six games since I was born. Yes. And any time that you are put, uh, that your name is put next to Mario Lemieux, you're in pretty good company. So yeah. This has been a historically great start 
for Jack Hughes. Um, I, I don't know what else to, to say about him. Uh, he is just such a pleasure to watch. Like, literally, that's every time I watch a Devils game, no matter what else is happening in the game, no matter what other storylines are going on, no matter uh, how other players are playing, regardless of all of that, the, the the one recurring theme in my head every time I watch Devils game is, man, it is such a pleasure to watch Jack play for my yeah. team. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> if I was, if I was, if, if you know, he, he, he gives me, you know, like, it's, it's like watching, and I'm not saying that Jack is on McDavid's level, but it's like watching McDavid and that, like, you watch him play and you're like, man, God, I wish I could have him on my team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it, it's, it's a scary thought to think of where the Devils would be to start the season if it weren't for Jack's <laughs> ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous start. Yeah. And by, by the way, to put to put some, to put that into context, uh, the most points through the first six games of a season in modern NHL history, and I think modern is anything. Uh, I don't remember the exact cutoff, but I think it's sometime in the fifties or the early or the sixties. I just don't know what the exact year is. So the all-time record. Do you, do you want to take a guess who do you, actually do you know who owns the record? I mean, isn't it Gretzky? It's not, surprisingly. It's not. No. So, uh of the top 5, Gretzky is actually not even top 2. Oh. Yeah. So first Okay. Yeah, do you have a second guess? No, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> well, we I just said his name. The record holder for this is Mario Lemieux, who had 22 okay. goals, or 20, not 22 goals, good grief, 22 goals in six, six <laughs> games. Uh, he had 22 points in st- the first six games in mm-hmm. the 1998 to 1999 season. Second is Mike Bossy, who had 20 in six wow. in 84 and 85. Not of him. Third is Mario Lemieux again with 19 points in six games in 92-93. And then we finally get to that scrub, Wayne Gretzky, with 18 points in six games <laughs> in the 83-84 season. Jack is right below him at 17 in six. Mm. So he is now top five all time in points scored in the first six games to start a season in NHL history. Yeah. And I know that that is slightly cherry picked because six is kind of an odd number, but mm-hmm. it's still an, inc- anytime that you are put in the discussion of Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and I guess by extension, Mike Bossy, cause he was certainly no scrub either. Uh, you're in pretty good company. <laughs> so historic, yeah. and a historic star for Jack. And he's only a friendly reminder. He is only 22 years old. And he's a New Jersey devil. <laughs> Jack Hughes is a New Jersey devil. I remember seeing a tweet, and I apologize. I'm probably going to get this wrong because I don't have it in front of me right now. But it was looking at the top points leaders for the NHL this season. And Jack was at the top. And then it had someone else. And then I think Jack was third again in assists alone. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, he has 13. He's sitting at 13 assists, which is more than like the next two players below him have total points. I think they have 12 total points yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. He's off to just an unbelievably insane start. I, I, yeah. I don't think we so could So that have was asked. very amusing to see Jack Hughes, someone else, and then Jack Hughes again. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who that just someone assists. else is. but Yeah, just as yeah. assists, yeah. 
So um, <laughs> that's the best thing that we can take out of this week. Once again, uh, Brat continues to look fantastic. To Foley, obviously, mm-hmm. with the hat trick. Uh, and what is it, seven points in his last two games or three two games? games? Yeah. Eight Looks like an absolutely three. brilliant acquisition from uh, Fitz, Tom, Tom Fitzgerald. So we just we just need the defense to just not play horrible. Like, yeah. just take a step and just not play horrible. Just just play, like, sound defense. You don't even have to play, like, top 10 defense. Just play league average sound defense. And yeah. the outlook, I think, is a lot better. And obviously, we need depth guys like Mercer and Palat and Holtz to... God, it, it feels weird labeling Holtz as a depth guy, but... Um, we need those guys to step up more on offense as well. Not again. Not that the offense mm-hmm. has necessarily been the problem. Five on five is a little questionable, but uh, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that might help our defense and some other good news from this week is Nemich, who has been injured, is back to skating in a regular practice jersey. Yeah. Uh, he... Sorry, go ahead. Not the no contact jersey, so that's a pretty good sign, and hopefully that means that. Maybe we need to bring him forward again. Well, maybe we need to bring him forward. Yeah, I mean, you need him to get some more games in just to just to get him back in the groove from injury. He took a really nasty hit a couple of weeks uh, last week or a week and a half ago. Uh, no, more than more than a week ago. I think it was about two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. And he's been out since. I, again, I've heard that it was a concussion, but they're they just say upper body. They're always vague about it. Um, but it certainly seemed like it was a concussion, and uh, he just, like you said, just today is now not, or is now was now practicing in a regular jersey and not a, a regular practice jersey and not a no contact jersey. So, hopefully, that means mm-hmm. that he is going to get into um, the Comets next game, and uh, we can we can we can get him off and running again. So, uh, yeah. yeah, once he plays a few games uh, in. Utica, and he looks okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the question becomes: All right, when do you call Nemich up? If the defensive yeah. woes continue, uh, I feel like you're kind of almost your hand is almost being forced in that yeah. in that situation. I I know that we're still not sure what's going to happen with uh, Miller because he's still out with an injury and we're not really sure when he's going to come back. Um, how much mm-hmm. of a difference does he make? I don't know. Probably not a lot. He, he had a pretty horrible preseason in the mm-hmm. limited time that we saw him. So I'm not super confident in him coming in and, and making a difference. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of devil's fans out there that were really pissed about uh, Nemec not starting in the NHL this year. Um, and kind of, to this point, and and I, I, I you know me, I, I, I was one of those guys that was kind of a defend cautious. Yeah, I was kind of a defender of the decision, um, and I still kind of am. Like, I don't think it was necessarily the wrong decision to make. I just think, and I think it's easy in hindsight to go back and look and say, oh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe, maybe we should have kept him up. But um, yeah, there's there was a lot of Devil fans that were upset about it, and and with the current state of of how the defense has played and how, and how everything has, has played out in the last uh, few games. Um, it's kind of validating that. And yeah. Um, yeah I, I... At the very least, he's 
he's coming back from being injured so from from here on if he's going to start playing back in Utica we've still got him as a backup option if something were to happen to one of our guys yeah and that's that's going to be important because i do think that he should, he is the next guy up if um once he gets back to being healthy and and gets a few games under his belt so uh we kind of touched on this a little bit last week. I mean, how much rope does do guys like Brennan Smith have? Hopefully, it's not a lot. But right now, they've the team's been kind of hamstrung uh, mm. through injuries and all of that. So, um, yeah, I I think in hindsight, you know, knowing what I know now, I probably would have kept Nemec up, but I will stick by my original uh, statement that uh mm-hmm. uh. You know, without the privilege of knowing what we know now, um, it was a completely understandable decision. But um, boy, it's 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 looking shaky. Yeah. Some other good news is a couple of Devils prospects have looked pretty good to start their the seasons yeah. in their respective leagues. Uh, both Aminaho and Gritsyuk, who are both wingers. Aminaho was drafted. It's just this past year in the second round, and Gritzik was drafted in 2019. Uh, I don't remember what round he was drafted. Was he third? Uh, I should have pulled. I should have had this pulled up. Uh, oh, sorry, fifth round. I forgot how late he was. Yeah, fifth round, 129th overall, 2019 draft pick. He is also a winger. He's 22 years old. Uh, most Devils fans are probably familiar with his name at this point. Um, I don't think really anybody outside of devil's fandom really yeah. knows who he is but i'm new so I've, I've not heard of him i have heard of aminaho though yeah so i mean they're both forwards who i mean aminaho was a second round pick so you can't really call him a late round uh or a, a, a late draft pick but uh Gritzik at fifth was a fifth round was definitely a late round pick uh, but in the finnish league aminaho has played 15 games has nine goals and four assists for 13 points. So he is off to a just a really, really hot start. Great start. In the Finnish league. And uh, as a winger, it's starting to look like that both him and Gritsyuk are probably going to be, I would say their upper trajectory would be top six sniper. Not someone who's going to mm-hmm. give you 40, 50, 60 assists in a season, but it's, you know, could, could, I mean, the ceiling for both Gritsik is a little bit more of a uh, a little bit more of an unknown for me. Or I shouldn't say unknown, but a little bit more of a, a question mark for me. But I think Aminaho's uh, ceiling, honestly, is I mean, I could see him developing into a twenty to thirty goal, yeah. a consistent twenty to thirty goal scorer in the NHL. Probably not going to play a whole lot of defense, but uh, you know, you, not every player can be a top. 50 player in the league uh, uh, defensively. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Ahu's off to a fantastic start as is Gritsik. Oh, Gritsik, by the way, has six goals and three assists for nine points and 14 games played in the KHL. So he's mm. off to a, a pretty good start as well. Yeah. It's nice to have those kind of prospects up our sleeve, you know, just things to look at for in the future or just as backups eventually. You never know. I mean, well, for, yeah. I mean, you missed the the periods where uh, the period where freaking Eric Jelena and Matthias Tedenby and Santini 
and others where uh, were our who we were staking our future on, and none of them mm. <laughs> have turned out to be much of uh, anything at the NHL level. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's 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 honestly, and again, uh, neither of these guys have played a single shift in the NHL. So it's too early to to, to define what they are. But for mm-hmm. a second round and a fifth round pick, uh, they are looking pretty good. And at, it's 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 at good. At the very least, they could be traded for something good that we that's known. Yeah, exactly. Potentially, and you know, and, and, and if they reach their potential, then you know those are great. You know, that's 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 great drafting. You know, the best teams mm-hmm. in the NHL generally don't just draft well when they have a top five pick. They also draft well in the late first round or the second round or the third. Those those mid to late round picks, a lot of the times are what define really good yeah. uh, NHL teams. And we have all of this talent, and, and we still have promising prospects coming up through the pipeline, which is such a polar opposite from what it felt like just <laughs> even just six or seven years ago as a Devils fan, where it just felt like yeah. the cupboards were bare and the, the future was bleak and all hope was lost. And I know that like this this week hasn't been particularly great. Uh this last two weeks, really. Yeah, in terms of the it's not not the probably it's not the most ideal start to the season that we could have imagined, but um it's still a much better situation than we were in. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I do. I do genuinely think the Devils will be fine. I just, I just think that uh, uh, we, we've got. It's a, just taking us a little bit of time to get there. We've got, we've got to work through. Yeah, we've got to work through these struggles, and uh, it's better to get them out of the way early in the season than you know in December or in mm-hmm. March when you're battling for playoff positions. So yeah, yeah. That pretty much concludes a very up and down week for the Devils. Uh, they are now three, two, and one in their first six games. So they have seven points out of a possible twelve, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a playoff pace. But you know, we we step we, we need to step it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've got three more games in the next week before our. We record. Uh, two of those are going to be against Minnesota, I believe. The Wild. Yep. Those are going to be those are going to be good tests because Minnesota is not a. Um, I wouldn't really necessarily classify them as a cup contender, but they're they're not an easy out. So. Yeah, and our first game uh, of this coming week is is against Buffalo. So. You know, I that that game scares the shit out of me because of Buffalo's because yeah. of Buffalo's ability to score. And our defensive woes. I mean, I, I, I'm like having nightmares of that being like a seven to three game or seven. Like we just give up seven, eight goals or something. I certainly hope right, not. Let's but, not wish that into existence. No, I'm not wishing into existence. <laughs> but like, God, looking at how everything has played out so far, I, would I be surprised if Buffalo put up a seven spot on us? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that game scares me. But um, hey, I mean, th- these are the challenges that this team is going to have to learn to overcome. Uh, if they, if they want to be yeah. serious cup contenders, I mean, you 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 got to figure out a way to to overcome uh, these these rough stretches. So, um, yeah, it would be really nice if if we could get a couple of wins though, because those two those first two games this coming week are going to be at home, and we've not been playing. We got to well play at home. better at home. Our yeah. two our two wins this last week came 
while we were away. On the road. Came on the yeah. road. And that's not fair. You know, our people that are that are watching the games from home. Yeah, that's they're not paying fair. a lot of money, by the <laughs> way. Those tickets are not cheap. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, hopefully the Devils can get it all together and uh, we can have a much better discussion for next week's episode. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of a little tidbits to uh, tidy up here. Uh, the NHL very predictably reversed the ban on custom pride tape and uh, other shows of social. What, what, what was the what was the exact phrase they use? Uh, uh, shows of support for social uh, causes uh, mm. in practice and uh, warm ups. So Travis Dermott of the Arizona Coyotes basically just decided, fuck your ban. Uh, I'm going to wear pride tape or I'm going to put pride tape on my stick for warmups and for the game. Mm-hmm. And the NHL, shockingly, a couple of days later, didn't do jack shit about it because I think yeah. we all kind of knew that this was, this is, this is how this was going to play out. There was going to be a player or players that were going to uh, defy the ban and basically, and yeah. basically dare the league to find them. Find me. Go for it. And I think we all yeah. knew that the Players and- Association was not going to have that. That was not going to go over well. It was just not going to happen. And sure enough, it did not happen. Uh, and not only did it not did none of that happen, but the NHL reversed their decision. Yeah. They said, uh, we maybe went a bit too far with that. I- Essentially, we don't want to. We don't want to deal. You know what? We don't want to deal with the nightmare of this. Well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have instituted such a stupid rule in the first place. And yeah, you know. Either way, I'm 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 glad that it didn't have to take multiple players and or big names in the league. Not saying that Travis Dermott isn't a big name. I hadn't necessarily known it, but that's I. Uh, you can't judge that on whether or not it's a big name. Um, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I'm glad that it didn't necessarily take the likes of, say, Conor McDavid doing it in order for them to reverse it. I'm glad that it was just just, just someone in general, and hats off to Travis, and thank you. <laughs> That's honestly the funniest part to me, is that it was just... you know I don't want to say he's a no-name player, but he's not a star player. That's the part that's yeah. funny to me, is that it was literally just your everyday run-of-the-mill player that most... Yeah. most people outside of hardcore fans who have no idea who that you know who they are uh yeah all it took was someone at at his level in the league to defy the ban and the nhl say yeah you know what screw this we we, we can't enforce this so we're just gonna we're just gonna go back on it i agree i'm glad that mm-hmm. it did not take a player the the caliber a, a superstar caliber player uh to defy the ban to get to this point but um that just makes it all the more ridiculous to me like yeah it's like I just I I stand by I know I got emotional when we talked about it the first time but I stand by my my whole thing was just why mm-hmm. what's the point especially cuz this is an optional thing like it was just it was just a really dumb decision a poor decision on the NHL's part and I don't want to go too much further into it because this was the right thing that they should have done from the start they should have done this uh and I'm not going to give them any more props than that because that's the bare minimum. Congrats, you, you know? did. You 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 used some common sense and and you you, you got yourself out of a situation that you should have never been in in the first place. Good job, congratulations, NHL. Yeah, yeah, 
Exactly. Well, anyway, shall, shall we wrap up this episode yes, with we the have, guess that devil clue? We have gone on for over an hour now, and uh, I knew this was going to be a long episode, but uh, yes, let's. Uh, the, the, the fine people that follow us and listen to us, I don't <laughs> think want to hear us go on for hours and hours. So, with that being said, why don't you lead us into next week's, this week's, next week's, technically, however you look <laughs> at it, guess that devil. Yes, this devil was drafted 27th overall by New Jersey in 1998 and played eight seasons with the Devils. Um, So therefore, he helped the Devils win two of the three Stanley Cups, and he was the first NHL player from Alaska. Swish! Easiest one you have done yet. I I knew who it was in the the end of the first (laughs) sentence. (laughs) And I knew that was going to be the case, but I just thought, look, I've got to get some of the easy ones in between some of the harder ones. And this is mostly for the new people like myself who wouldn't have got it. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll give you the answer next week, even though pretty much everyone listening probably knows If this there one. are not at least three people that reply to the tweet for this, just out of sheer <laughs> uh, ease of difficulty... Or lack of difficulty, I should say. <laughs> I will be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. If you know this one and you listen to the podcast, because I know obviously we have some followers on Twitter that don't listen to the podcast. But if you know this one and you listen to the podcast and you're on Twitter, uh, just reply to it with your the, the funniest photo of this player that you can oh, find. Or the funniest I gift, like that. There you or go. The, or like the weirdest goal or something along those lines. Just something like that rather than just the name. I like that. Yeah. I like that a I lot. I think it would be funny. Great idea. Maybe we should just do that every week. Just <laughs> just give us your most your most ridiculous replies that still yeah. that still give an answer. I yeah. like that. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, we are now an hour and almost 15 minutes in. Let's wrap this baby up. Uh, mm-hmm. I did want to add one little final note. We are now For those of you that, um, for whatever reason, might find this more convenient or more accessible, we are now uploading to YouTube as well. So you can listen to every episode of Devils Down Under, starting with episode eight, which was two episodes ago. can go to our YouTube, and you can find us by searching for Devils Down Under. But the actual uh, account is... At Devils Down Under Pod. So it's youtube.com slash at Devils Down Under Pod. And all of our episodes going forward, starting with the October 13th episode, will be uploaded to our YouTube channel as well. So if that is something you would prefer, then go on over and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Other areas that you can find us are... On Twitter, at DDU underscore pod, as always. That is for the time being where we do the vast majority of our interaction and our uh, off-day chat. We will probably start moving into other areas soon, especially as <clears throat> Twitter seems to continue to go downhill. But Decline. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of elsewhere, you can pretty much find us everywhere else. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. 
uh, by searching for Devils Down Under. We haven't really posted anything to those accounts yet, but we will eventually get around to it. Uh, this time of year is a it's a tough time to get everything uh, organized between work life and home life and the podcast. So we'll get around to it eventually. Mm. But for now, you can find us on Twitter and YouTube. I guess that that wraps us up for the week, Georgia, unless you have yep. uh, anything else to add. No, that's everything. Thanks to everyone that listens. All right, guys. And once again, one final little note. You can email us at devilsdownunderpodcast at gmail.com for your answers to Guess That Devil. Questions, comments, concerns, feedback, anything of the sort. Feel free to shoot us an memes. email. We <laughs> Memes. We'll take some memes. Why not? And I promise you we will do our best to respond in a timely manner. And that pretty much wraps us up, guys. We will talk to you again next week bye